What's up, guys? I'm Fenyo. This is the Early Print Podcast coming to you on Tuesday, 23rd of January. Or January 23rd. I, I always do that stupid shit with the dates. I'm not good with dates in English. But we're here to talk about UFC and some other MMA stuff. Uh, let's get the pay-per-view out of the way. So last Saturday we have a pay-per-view in Canada. UFC 297 and Strickland versus Duplessis. As you guys know, as you guys know, I put the full preview out for this one as I do with the pay-per-views. So I have predictions and analysis for all the fights. Main events saw Dricos Duplessis going to a split decision to earn the middleweight championship against Sean Strickland. A fight went mostly as I read, but I did not expect Duplessis to win. Um, and to be honest, I, I scored it for Strickland. Um, I thought, but if you, not not really a robbery, like, there were, like, three very clear rounds in the in the fight, in my opinion. Um, one and five were very clear for Strickland, and fourth was very clear for Duplessis. Then you have two and three, which are, like, very, very close. Um, I scored both two and three for Strickland watching live, but it was very close, to be honest. Um, Strickland here... Uh, the jab as all obviously and uh, doing good stuff uh, shaking kicks uh, it's good to see that uh, after the Adesanya fight uh, Strickland retained his ability to, his newfound ability to be pretty good at checking kicks the snap kick uh, to the body we didn't see much I think uh, Duplessis started countering with leg kicks uh, after those and Strickland did not like them as much and, and Strickland Sometimes like catching Duplessis with the left hook, but not doing really much. So can't, cannot be too mad about losing the decision because it was a very first gear performance as we expect for Strickland all the time. Uh, on the fifth round, Strickland get more aggressive with more output and uh, throwing the right hand a lot more. And Strickland's right hand is kind of funky. But here it looked like super bad. He was looking like that Todd Duffy overhand right. It was disgusting. He was landing, but he was not doing that much damage because the connections were not very clear. He was landing with the wrist mostly. Um, but he's still moving like Drakus around with it. Uh, the jab, I thought it was like the clear thing that was doing damage for, for Strickland. But then Duplessis was landing his own punches, putting a lot of volume out there. Despite his like weird janky mechanics and tendencies, uh, Duplessis' uh, process is not the worst. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the fight wasn't very good. Uh, it was alright. It was compelling because it was like high stakes and all of that. And Strickland put on the found for the first time like uh, not even a second gear like one 1.5 gear on that fifth round um i thought strickland won but it's the decision is fine it was like too slow too slow of a pace for strickland to get mad at um very funny from from a guy that says like the fight should be uh, to the death and uh, i'll find you in the middle and then he's just like jab jab and i'm so so risk averse is Strickland. Uh, Duplessis showed some good stuff with the takedowns. Uh, Strickland, to his credit, good ability to get back up. But yeah, Duplessis doing just like smart stuff, but looking very stupid while doing so. Uh, but he was, he was putting together some 
some correct stuff, especially where, especially not getting getting away from the kicks when he was getting checked. Uh, he was trying to find like new openings from the leg kicks, especially after Strickland was kicking, and when moving him backwards and just putting a lot of volume out there. Strickland, for his credit, was very hard to hit clean, but he was having his lapses here and there. Uh, it was okay. The co-main event saw Raquel Pennington against Maíra Bueno Silva. Um, yeah, Bueno Silva came out like a house on fire, doing cool stuff, trying to get her signature ninja choke and then landing elbows off the ninja choke threat uh, when Raquel Pennington was on a single. But then Bueno Silva started to get very tired because she came out super hard on that first round. I think it was like an adrenaline dump and her buying into her own hype. I don't know. Raquel Pennington was starting to back her uh, at distance, like super clear, and then getting into clinches. Clinches that Bueno Silva was like winning early, very clearly. But I felt like, yeah, I mean, everyone was saying like, oh, Raquel should disengage. But I thought like, yeah, she's going to grind her there, but because that's what Pennington does. It wasn't a great fight, but it wasn't like bad either. I mean, it, it was like kind of embarrassing performance by Bueno Silva. Uh, Pennington could have like two cover in other phases, but she fought the right fight to win. I thought it was okay, to be honest. Like, not much of a difference in, in like in level of MMA between this one and the main event. To be quite honest, and this one will trigger a lot of people. Uh, people will get very mad. I'm, I'm not sure if the people that listens to me will care, but if if this take got out, like, I think like. Strickland versus Duplessis was like marginally better than this one. A lot of people saying like, "Oh, Strickland versus Duplessis was like a fantastic fight." And Pennington versus Bonasiva was one of the worst fights, uh, title fights of all time. And I will, and I'm like, that's a very strange take to have. Like, neither was like very good, and neither was like horrifyingly bad. Like, yeah, I mean, both fights have like very embarrass embarrassing things. Uh, for like championship caliber fighters to show but at the same time like MMA is a very complex sport you had to train a lot of stuff um Pennington showed up with the cardio here and she he she put it to good use while neither Duplessis or Strickland could push like super hard in the fifth I mean Strickland did push hard in the fifth but she did not he did not have the tools to put any damage so Jamie Pennington is your new Bantamweight champion um, there are some cool fights on the horizon, maybe for her. Uh, one of the problems for Pennington as champion is that maybe she fights uh, Juliana Peña, who we don't want as a champion, to be honest. <laughs> and the other chances are, uh, the other like choices could be like Norma Dumont, who has never made Bantamweight in the UFC, and Jermaine Durandamy, who is fighting Norma Dumont at featherweight in her next fight. So. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess Ketlin Vieira is there. Uh, Irene Aldana is there. Um, Aldana versus Pennington was very fun the first time. It should be a fun rematch if they fight for the title. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the looming ghost of Amanda Nunes and one that is carried more by the by, by the UFC propaganda machine than anything, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I mean, Amanda was the best. Uh, in, uh, in the weight class, but this idea that, oh, everyone now is just like, I don't know, 
I don't think that highly of Amanda, and I don't think she, uh, and she was like clearly separated from the rest of the division, but just very flawed as we saw in the in the Juliana Pena fight, and then everyone forgot because Irene Aldana fought uh, such a terrible fight against her, but yeah, only Magni fought Mike Malod, Mike Malod was doing like some of the right things here, uh, like kicking very hard. Uh, without much setup, like I thought Magni did not look great here. He looked kind of slow, uh, kind of weak in the clinch. Where, uh, and the output from Magni was not like super high, and he was getting into it. Like, and Malot was like finding takedowns, uh, putting the leg kicks to use, doing uh, all the things that trouble people that fight, that trouble Magni when he fights like good opponents. But then Malot on the third was getting like super tired out of nowhere. Magni gets uh, like a reversal there on the ground, gets on top, just ground pounds the shit out of him and kills him. So yeah, I mean, good for Neil Magni. He keeps being the filter here at 170 between the the hyper up prospects and the guys that are legit good. Uh, before that, we have Chris Curtis versus Mark Andre Barriot. I uh, was expecting this one to be very exciting, and it started like kind of slow. Uh, Barriot moving on the outside, which um, I thought it was interesting. But I get it, like, Curtis has lost fights to outfighters in the past, and it seems like he hasn't really addressed the, the problem that he has when he has to move forward, uh, cutting people off. Uh, then they got, like, more into a neutral space uh, bout, and Curtis, to his credit, was doing a lot of good stuff leading. He was not only countering here, and I took over, like, very well in the second round, and then I thought uh, Curtis won the third for sure. And the third had a lot of nasty moments, like going into the clinch with single collar ties, banging uppercuts and hooks. Uh, Curtis going super hard to the to the body. Um, Burial setting up his elbows that he's very good at, and Curtis finding some opportunistic elbows as well. It was a cool fight. It started kind of wonky, but it got it got pretty good at the end. Uh, I agree with the decision. I think Curtis won. Um, the first fight of the night was maybe the, like the highest level fight. Uh, Movsari Bloye fought Arnold Allen. Allen was doing good stuff early in the fight and the first round with his jab, um, throwing to the body a little, but not super consistently. And then Ibloyev, uh like with one minute remaining, he started going with with his own jab and got like a takedown attempt and then a bunch of mad returns. I thought Ibloyev sneaked a pretty a few like good punches in there. I would have to rewatch. Uh, first time seeing, I thought Ibloyev took the first, but maybe I'm like overrating the the punches in transitions, and uh, and the jabbing that he was doing, and maybe Allen just landed like the better shots early on. So so yeah, that was like the split round. Then second round was for sure Ibloyev. He dropped Allen. I I'm not sure if he dropped him or he dro like hurt him super bad, but yeah, it was like he landed a hard shot there. And he was doing good stuff with his jab, uh, threatening with the with the level change, using the level change to land like a fly knee. Ivlo uh, was doing a lot of cool stuff, but then on the third, Allen got going. Uh, we had a sketchy moment there with uh, Allen landing some illegal knees because apparently uh, in this city of Canada, which was it, uh, Toronto, uh, in Toronto, um, any. Any knee with a guy with two po with three points of contact is illegal. It doesn't matter if the weight is going up. That is that kind of ruling that we have in the unified rules. So, so yeah, he was uh, doing damage to Ibloyev with those knees, but 
he got called out, they got separated, so... But then Allen still won, like, the rest of the round. Allen was doing a lot of... of using his size and agility to his advantage during scrambling was very was making himself very hard to take down doing a lot of grabby rolls uh, just keep the the scrambles going against the smaller guy if Lloyd looked pretty strong against a big dude in Allen here but I think the the size was catching up to him especially at the end um, yeah I would have to rewatch to see if this is like a robbery or something but yeah if Lloyd won both guys look good and it was a cool fight uh, apparently Dana White said like it was like one of the worst fights and blah 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 like Dana White's a fucking idiot I mean we already know this but, but it's incredible man it's incredible how little he know about about MMA he's uh, just a dumbass like and Joe Rogan is also like very dumb too uh, <laughs> Where is that coming from? I don't know. I just wanted to bash those, those both throats. Um, uh, moving to Bantam, a Bantamway bout, uh, the closer of the prelims, Garrett Arnfield against Brad Katona was a pretty cool fight. Uh, Arnfield here looked very good. Like his footwork, uh, he was looking sharp with his hands. Uh, Katona a bit more of a brute approach, trying to put on the pressure, trying to find the takedowns, but Arfield, a pretty good wrestler himself, was denying Katona for sure. Katona was like getting going and especially in the third round, I, th I, I think it was like Katona's round, but I mean it just was a good fight. Uh, to me Arfield looked like he was getting tired like midway in the second in the second round, but Katona did not push like quite hard enough to take the fight over, especially because Arnfield was like sharper, so he was winning exchanges. Maybe Katona was like trying to pick his spots, not not trying, not like looking to get sloppy and and losing there. But yeah, I mean, it was a good fight. Uh, we had Shane Woodson against Charles Jordan. Uh, very easy fight for Woodson, I think. Uh, the third round, Jordan got going a little bit, but it was still close. And I think one and two were very clear for Sean Woodson. Uh, Jordan had some ideas to deal with uh, with the length. Um, he was trying to leg kick a lot, trying to bomb into space, uh, exploiting uh, Sean Woodson's uh, tendency to move backwards and get trapped against the cage. But Woodson was doing good stuff of using his length to intercept shots here. Uh, using footwork in the moment-to-moment -moment footwork of Woodson is alright. The problem is like with general like cagecraft. But Woodson was uh, making it hard for himself to get trapped against the fence. Uh, the first few times that Jordan attempted takedowns, uh, Woodson made him pay for it like bad with big elbows, shots to the body. But then the third was like a better Jordan round, but Woodson was still landing like hard and often. It was close the third but it was a very clear win for Woodson here in my opinion and they went to split in reality and, <laughs> and Bruce Buffer said like uh, because it's Chan and, and Char and he said the uh, Sean Woodson's name kind of weird I guess and uh, Char Jordan thought he won <laughs> and he only realized when DC was indication telling Sean Woodson that he won the fight so <laughs> it was it was rough for poor Charger Dane, uh, who's apparently a bigot, so so maybe not so bad that it happened to him. Uh, before that, we have the best fight of the night for, for sure. 
by far way better than the main event that was kind of trash. <laughs> and I was I was telling you guys, I was hyping this one up. It was the Contender Series rematch between Ramon Taveras and Siri CD. And, and yeah, I mean, at first on paper it was like a Contender Series rematch, what the fuck? Then I saw the fight, then I saw like more fights about both, both these guys. And it was a very cool fight. It was cool. Uh, sadly, Taveras like missed weight. I'm not sure if it was like late notice or what, but but yeah. And I thought Taveras won, to be honest. It was a very cool fight. Uh, CD was the one pressuring here, doing a lot of stuff of mixing up the the kicks and the punches to find setups. Uh, and Taveras was looking to counter with some very cool like uh, counter shots, counter shots to the body of sleeps. I post a clip uh, of that from him early in the week. Yeah, it was cool stuff. It was it was very cool fight. Both guys are great. Both guys very big for bantamweight. It was great. Uh, if you haven't seen the pay-per-view, please watch this one. It was good. Gillian Robertson against Poliana Viana. Polly uh, cannot defend takedowns, man. And I thought like maybe she was going to be able to stay safe on the ground against Robertson, but Robertson too good of a passer and big now at 115. It was like all Robertson all night, so yeah, Viana needs to work on the takedown defense for sure, man. She cannot rely on the guard anymore. This is not 1995, girl. Uh, what else? We had Sam Patterson for Johan Lainez. Lainez trying to go for a takedown for some reason. Patterson just like using his good sprawl with the front headlock and then took the back, rear naked choke. Clean performance by Patterson. Uh, it seems like the the moving, moving up in weight uh, suit him well, so cool for him. Jasmine Jesu Davicius washed the shit out of Priscilla Cachoeira. Uh, Cachoeira had some moments on the third. Jesu Davicius got kind of tired, apparently trying to go for the finish. I think Jesu Davicius, it what it cost her, it was like not having like a good process for ground and pound and not finding like very damaging shots, so Cachoeira was still there. I mean, it was clean performance overall. She could, just she, just looked kind of bad uh, on the third round when she got tired. Cachoeira was defending a few takedowns on landing shots, but all in all, like very clean performance by Jesuabicius that got a dark choke. And the opening had Jimmy Flick and Malcolm Gordon. Gordon came out on fire, um, taking down Jimmy Flick. Controlling Jimmy Flick was trying to wrestle up from with the single leg. Gordon was having none of it. He was stuffing the head. He was grabbing another hook and uh, putting him back on the mat. Uh, Marco Gordon looking great in the grappling department. Very aggressive on the feet. He was clear that he was faster than Jimmy Flick. But then Marco Gordon obviously like pursuing an opponent, crossing his feet, being sloppy on the feet. That's a classic from him. And as I said in the preview, he gets worse with that as the fight goes on. And Jimmy Flick just gets like a very, very slick, uh, Jimmy Slick takedown there. And, and yeah, just gets the arm triangle choke and wins after getting his ass beat on the first round, like borderline 10-8. So the pay-per-view, a lot of people saying like it was atrocious. I thought it was okay. Uh, the main event was kind of trash and the women's fight was not very good either but it was like not the worst shit and, and some new fans were saying like is this like a top five uh middleweight title fight and it's like no of course not shut the fuck up what the fuck are you talking about the fight was mid it was mid like 
And you have Requis to see as champion. And fuck you, Sean Strickland. How can you allow that? Like this is this sport is not real, man. Uh, there's a one event this this Sunday. Is this on Sunday? Um, twenty eighth. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's very. I'm not going to talk much about it because you know I'm I'm dedicating this one to MMA. But it's Super Leg versus Takeru, and that should be amazing. <laughs> and also, this is pay per view apparently. Like one is doing pay per views now. Uh, we have Kali Rutolo versus Tommy Lanker, and yeah, I mean one hasn't had much fun with the with the grappling being fun to be honest. Uh, we have Shinya Aoki versus uh, Aoki versus Sage Northcutt for some reason. And Sexyama versus Nikki Holskin. This is a very weird event. But then we have a kickboxing fight between Mariah Gregorian and Sistong Pinong. So that should be very good. I mean, kind of kind of easy for Gregorian. But we have Gary Tonon in action uh, in MMA, by the way, against Martin Nguyen. So... That should be exciting. Yeah, it's a weird event, but I, I guess I'm going to watch. And now let's get into some fight announcements before leaving. Uh, we have a middleweight bout now that middleweight is in vogue. Uh, Cesar Almeida, uh, who fought on Contender Series, and he has uh, a pro kickboxing um, background. Having, uh, I think he's one and one with Alex Pereira, so he looked very good in the Contender Series. And he's fighting Josh Friend. Josh Friend is super big and he can grapple, so this one could be interesting. Almeida, Almeida's grappling looked very solid in his Contender Series fight, so I'm very excited about seeing him in the UFC. Uh, Riani Lipsky is fighting Karina Silva. Good fight. Um, just like, Flyweight is getting a bit deeper, like, not the worst division in the world anymore. Uh, Lerone Murphy was supposed to fight um, Andre Philly. Ah, uh, no, no, no. He was supposed he was suppo supposed to fight Dan Ige. It was like his big ticket to get ranked, and he's out with an injury. Like Murphy has had so much bad luck. I feel like I don't want to to think like this, but it feels like he's going to be shot before showing us how good he is, and he he looks very good. And yeah, he's just getting older and not getting like the big fights that he needs. It sucks, man. Uh, I, I'm calling that the, like the Rowney classic because Howney Barcelos, who also like looked fantastic for a few fights, and then he was starting like pulling out and looking old, and he's pretty old. But yeah, I mean, Nige versus uh, Philly, super cool fight, super cool fight. Uh, I'm excited about it. Not expecting either of these guys to like challenge for the title or, or anything, but it's a high level fight. And these guys uh, play a very important role in the division about gatekeeping like the higher the higher echelons of the division. So it's alright. Bobby Green will fight Jim Miller. So we finally have that Jim Miller fight for UFC 300 and this one is very good. I like the matchmaking. Uh, I wanted Jim Miller to have like an easier fight, but this is very winnable for here. Both guys kind of old, kind of short, but they still have some some tricks uh, they're still dogs so yeah i'm excited i'm excited now hopefully bobby green is like recuperated after that very bad knockout in the hands of Jalen turner they're super bad stoppage by the referee and jim miller has just been winning and winning and winning so uh, i mean he lost that fight very close fight to alex hernandez but 
that one is not that embarrassing to be honest. So yeah, I mean it's good, it's good. Uh, also in UFC 300 we have Justin Cagey against Max Holloway for the stupid BMF title. But the, the cool thing is that this is five rounds, uh, so I'm very excited. A lot of people writing Max Holloway off here. You should not, guys. You should not. I mean, Gagey hits like a motherfucker. We know that, and he he maybe is the first guy to put Holloway out. But we'll see. We'll see. I trust Holloway at lightweight. He looked very durable against uh, Poirier uh, eating tremendous shots and the cardio was fantastic. He looks strong physically too. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about this fight. If if they wanted to put like a good fight on UFC 300, uh, this one is one of those. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to live up to expectations, but this is a step at the right the right direction. Way better than putting like Bo Nickel in a, in a, in a fight against... Uh, an easy opponent. Kenny and Sergio Cruz fighting of Saint Pro, Saint and yeah, I just wanted to like mention this <laughs> for some reason. Saint uh, is so old, but I think he still can hang. And Sergio Cruz is like, it's like so flawed in some time, in some aspects, but. But in Sejuku can grapple, so maybe he just gets the top position and he wins. Or maybe Sampru like shoots for a takedown, Sejuku tries to catch a guillotine and he gets uh bone flu, who knows? Uh Mackenzie Dern was supposed to fight Tatiana Suarez and Suarez is injured again. Like, yeah, I mean that girl is cursed, man. But with the, with her, I don't feel it's like similar to the Lerone Murphy because I feel like Tatiana Suarez can can come back like in two years and she will still beat kinda everyone. I thought that their fight was super interesting, even though I was expecting like Suarez to just get on top of her. But but maybe the potential for some cool scrambles there. Uh, sadly, we're not getting it. The problem with Suarez is that she cannot get any momentum going because she's injured all the time. That wrestling career. Not kind to the body. And now, Suarez versus Lemos is a good fight, to be honest. Like, I'm expecting, uh, I mean, uh, Lemos versus Dern. I'm expecting Dern to look better than she did against Andrade on her last one. And we'll see if Lemos can defend the takedowns. Because if they bang on the field, like, Lemos is going to win this one. But, but yeah, it's good. It's a good fight. Where else we have Billy Billy Q, Billy Quarantillo is fighting Gabriel Miranda for some reason. This is going to be easy work for Quarantillo, I'm expecting. Uh, not sure the, with the booking there. Uh, Alice Kerov was supposed to fight my boy Anthony Fluffy Hernandez. He's out. And now Fluffy is fighting Roman Kopilov. A fight of like two of the, some of the coolest guys in the division, to be honest. Uh, very different style for Fluffy to take on. On February, so he has a few weeks to adjust against a very dangerous striker in Kopilov. Kopilov since training in Russia, uh, the takedown defense has been looking solid, so Fluffy might be in, in some trouble if they stand on the feet. Uh, Fluffy is not like bad striker, but Kopilov is dangerous, man. But then, if the pace starts getting uh, like super strong, we've seen Kopilov fade in the past, and Fluffy is a monster with the cardio and with the transitions. I wrote an article about Fluffy, so you can look for it. He's he's very cool. I I I think I also I'm not sure. I I don't think I wrote about Kopilov, but I think I've done some something about him. But yeah, he's cool. 
Cynthia Galvillo is still in the UFC for some reason. She's fighting Pierre Rodriguez, who is not very good. So I'm guessing they're like saying, okay, Cynthia, you need to win this one. For fuck's sake, we're, we're giving you like the easiest fight we can. Please, we'll, we'll have to cut you if you don't win here. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Kazama was supposed to fight uh, some some Greek guy called, called Charlamampos Grigoriou. And Sheldon Angeliger is in. I'm just mentioning this because I think Angeliger is cool. Or I thought so. And then in his last fight, he did not look very good. But, but yeah, I mean, hopefully this is like more for giving matchmaking. Uh, his stand was supposed to fight Carlos Vera. I don't know who that is. But the replacement is Rinja Nakamura. So I'm very excited to see Rinja. Yeah. Fighting again, just like one of the brightest prospects in the whole sport right now. I have my eyes on this guy. So athletic, tremendous wrestling background. So yeah, very cool. Maheshato is fighting Anshul Jubilee here. So they, they're just like keeping the road to UFC vibe here. Um, I think Maheshato won like the, the old road to UFC or something. I, I I might be completely lying here, so I'll better do a like quick Google search because I might be lying. No, Maheshata comes from Contender Series, so yeah, I'm wrong. I'm just being racist and calling every Chinese guy a road to UFC guy. But I mean, a Jubilee coming off that very embarrassing performance, getting barked at. So yeah, I hope he rebounds here, but Mahishata is not a free fight. He hits very hard and he's big for the weight class. So this one could be interesting. Uh, James John Tobi is fighting Lando Vanata. I'm not sure who John Tobi is. Uh, or maybe I do and I forgot, but, but yeah, I mean, Lando still pushing. Um, yeah, those are, those are, we do not have a UFC event this weekend. So I think that's the podcast, guys. Um, look out for content this week now that I'm less busy so expect like a video and an article or or something around those lines and remember guys that the European podcast is brought to you by X Marshall, the combat sport brand dedicated to supporting the jiu-jitsu community their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love X Marshall offers a range of products including rash guard shorts Including like balletudos, uh, Muay Thai shorts, not only jiu-jitsu stuff, spats, geese, streetwear, and training equipment. Use code the fight side to get a 10% discount on your order now. That's the fight side, all caps, no spaces. And for the best deals and discounts, sign up to their mailing list and follow the socials at XMarshall Official. Thank you, XMarshall. And remember, guys, that if you want to support the fight side, this podcast, the fall preview, the articles, the videos, everything. And you also want access to our Discord server that is very, very cool. You can also support us on Patreon. For only $3, you get access to a big catalog of exclusive content that we do not have published anywhere else. And also, you get access to the Discord server that I already mentioned. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. As always, if you have any question or something, just... Shoot me a DM on Discord, those of you that are already Patreons, or just write to me on twitter.com. I'm your boy Fenio, signing out.